Welcome to Talk of the Town, a podcast by the Town at Sea, where we have candid conversations with athletes, sports influencers, and individuals pushing the game forward. As always, I'm your host, L. Johnson. This week, we speak with Van Hong, a Minneapolis native and founder of Spam FC. He shares his soccer journey, how the game affected his life as a Cambodian immigrant, and how he's paying it forward through his nonprofit organization, the Spam FC Foundation. Man, what's good, man? Welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us. How you feeling? Feeling good, man. Appreciate you having me on. Looking forward to our conversation. Yeah, most definitely. So let's kick it right off. Um, the first thing we like to do when we have a guest on the show is a little icebreaker. Um, what is one interesting fact about yourself that most people wouldn't know? Um, oh, that's a good question. I used to live at a Buddhist temple so I could go to school. Most oh, people don't know that. Interesting, interesting. Tell us a little bit more about that. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so I was born in, in Siem Reap, Cambodia, in a small village. Um, you know, I lived by a small, uh, by a lake that didn't have too much access to school. So I used to go to school on like a, on a floating house, so to speak. And then in order for us to get to better education, you got to go to the city. So um my sister and I used to have to bike like three or four hours in the morning to go to school. Um, and then the bike ride just got way too much. I was young. So I was like, mom, dad, can I just stay at the Buddhist temple? So they said, yes, that's how I ended up there. And then ended up staying there for about a year and a half before I moved to the States. Hmm. And we're, about to, we're about to get into that too as well. Um, Absolutely. so that's a, that's a great segue actually, um, kind of getting into your background a little bit more. You mentioned born and grew up in Cambodia, um, tell us a little bit about a little bit more about your origin story and then also like how you fell in love with soccer. Absolutely. I think my origin story, I think it has to start with my grandpa, right? So me being Cambodian, uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the Khmer Rouge, but between 1975 and 1979, uh, a communist regime took over and, you know, had a whole genocide going on. We definitely was a part of that war. And then basically a guy by the name of Bob Boat um, led that war or whatever against our own people, end up killing between two and three million people. Uh, my grandfather fought against that, um, actually was captured and was about to be executed. And then on the night of his execution, he and five of his friends uh, decided to run. So they escaped to Thailand Um so they end up in the Thailand refugee camp for about two years and him not knowing whether he was, uh, you know, his family was still alive or not. He decided to come to the States. So he immigrated to St. Paul, Minnesota in 1979. <clears throat> um, and then um, that's kind of how my story got started. So basically from there, he started to sponsor each of his children um, one by one. So that's how I ended up in the States. Hmm. That's interesting. That's a very, very deep story as well. Thank you for sharing that. Um, how did you get introduced to the game of soccer? So, I mean, soccer to me has been something that I, that I loved. So going back to my, my days in Cambodia, um, my brother and I used to have this plastic basketball that every time that you step on the ball, it just goes flat. Right. Um, we as kids, I mean, growing up poor, we didn't have much, right? So kicking like either 
a bag full of like trash or like this plastic soccer ball was kind of like the thing we did to kind of entertain ourselves. So like over time when we got more exposure to TV and saw some really cool people playing soccer, I'm like, that's something I wanted to do. Like in our little community back home, I would just sit and watch the adults play soccer, right? Like Cambodia, we're not very good at soccer, but we love sports. Um, so that became part of my life. Like I love playing volleyball. I love playing soccer. And then when I moved to the temple, um, super lonely, uh, didn't have too many friends, like didn't have the money to like go hang out and go to restaurants or that with, with the kids. So like soccer became kind of like my Wilson, so to speak. Um, you know, I spent a lot of time with it. Um, it's been with me all the way since Cambodia. And when I moved to uh, St. Louis Park, which is a first ring suburb of Minneapolis, um, not knowing the English, not knowing the English, not knowing how to speak English. Um, like soccer was one of those things that allowed me to kind of become part of the bigger community. Um, and I think like my whole journey, soccer has been like my sidekick. So I think like looking back at it now, um, I don't remember a moment when I like, fell in love with soccer, but it's always been something that, you know, a part of me is something that's always loved. No, that's amazing. It's, and it's always incredible to hear stories about how soccer has been that bridge for people um, from all walks of life to kind of come together and like kind of grow together. So um, with you saying that uh, soccer being your Wilson, for those not familiar with um, Castaway, the movie Castaway, <laughs> yeah. Wilson, the, the volleyball was kind of Tom Hanks' like imaginary friend or best friend while he was stuck on the island. Um, mm -hmm. Who were some of your favorite players growing up? Man, I love Ronaldo, Brazil Ronaldo, the OG Ronaldo. That's OG, like, okay. Um, you know, I used to like buzz my head uh, as a kid. My mom used to yell at me because, like, in all culture, like you know, it's very old school, very traditional. Like, if you have a shaved head, you're like, um, "Oh, you look gangster, whatever." Like, I wasn't trying to be like gangbanger. Like, I just want to look like Ronaldo. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> Um, that's definitely one of the favorite, my favorite players growing up. Um, in addition to him, like when I was in high school, I love Ronaldinho. Um, I mean, the way that he, like his, his soccer style was just like so fluid, so smooth. Like, uh, he just had a swagger about him that I just like love. Um, definitely Zidane was up there. Uh, but I think those are probably my, my top three, like childhood heroes as, as soccer players. Nice. Hopefully, I don't so, forget anyone as I'm <laughs> as I'm talking to you here. Nah. So, um, so as a player yourself, personally, you know, you mentioned Ronaldo, Ronaldinho, Zidane. Um, who had the biggest kind of influence on your game? Like, who did you try to emulate the most? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, so for me, I, I grew up playing like center mid, attacking mid, kind of like that. Uh, a little more offensive, but I actually, I feel like my game is a lot more like Catuzo. Like, you know, he he's more like defensive, kind of crazy, like that man that runs, you know, all the field, touching the ball, even though I'm a little, like a little more offensive minded. But I felt like um, my game is a lot focused a lot more on defense. I wanted to win. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, so as part of that, you know, you started an organization or you started a team actually called Spam mm -hmm. SC. So tell us a little bit about how that got started and then what's the inspiration behind the name? 
Yeah, so I think like with, with Span FC, I have to kind of step take a step back in terms of like where my life came from, right? Um, growing up in Cambodia, like soccer being there for me and then being there again for me in St. Louis Park, that kind of like was something that was already built like from the very beginning, right? Um, in terms of starting Spam FC, when I was like nine and 10 years old, I played on a, a club team in St. Louis Park. Uh, we used to register our team name as St. Louis Park Spam um, as, as children. Mm-hmm. Um, as we grew up in the ranks and the team has done really well within like the Minnesota soccer circuit, um, a bunch of my friends and I went to the same high school, played on the same club. We graduated, went to college. And then when we came back, we wanted to um, kind of like revive our childhood soccer days, right? Like we had professional jobs, but like what else we're going to do after we're done working? So we put together a men's league team um, crediting uh, Dan DeVoe and, and Chris Decker for for getting the paperwork done and getting the team together. So basically we're like, all right, we should name something that likes meaningful to us. So we brought back that spam FC uh, into the full. So our childhood team um, that was back in, I think it was like in 2011. Um, and as we grow and play soccer and play pickup every single day, like the more we build professionally, the more we wanted to do something that's amazing for the community. Like thinking about what is the impact can we make in the community? So basically in 2014, we started a street soccer tournament um, to raise a couple thousand dollars to help a few kids pay for college. That's kind of how our team got started. And that's how uh, our nonprofit got started as well. Nah, perfect segue. Go ahead and get into that. Um, tell us a little bit about the Spam FC Foundation and the scholarship program that you guys have. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the scholarship program started in 2014. Since then, we've been able to donate $130,000 to about 100 kids. Um, it, Like I said, it all, basically, it started as a passion project, right? Thinking about how soccer has impacted our lives in a positive way. And then using that model, using that question to kind of allow others to think about their soccer journey as well, right? Um, so hosting these street soccer tournaments, hosting a, a scholarship dinner to raise the money for our foundation, we kind of work as a mutual aid fund, right? Every dollar that we raise goes back to the students. So every year, I think the first year we donated 25 or $1,200 the next year was like 2,500 the next five. And then this year we're actually going to be donating $30,000 to help students pay for college. Nice, nice, beautiful. So um, tell us a little bit of, a little bit more about the criteria for the scholarship. Um, and then like, you know, the areas, the areas of focus that you, you know, award scholarships in. Absolutely. I, I think for us, uh, we want to be super inclusive to everybody, right? The way that we, written out our criteria for the scholarship is kind of bare minimum in terms of, you know, all you need is a 2.5 GPA. Uh, we don't necessarily want like the smartest kid on, on paper in terms of like, GPA, but we want to, you know, someone that has enough good GPA to go to college. Right. Yeah. Um, so all you have to do is write an essay based on the prompts that we have of the six scholarships that we have. Um, and then you'll need a um, letter recommendation from a coach or from a teacher uh, proof of your um, acceptance or enrollment at a university, college, or a trade school, um, and then as well as a proof of your transcript. That's about it. It's pretty bare minimum. We do it 
um, basically to kind of give the kids a pause to kind of think a little bit about how has soccer impacted their life in a positive way, but you know, just reflecting on their own experience a little bit. Yeah. No, that's great. That's beautiful. Um, and so you mentioned you guys have kind of various areas that you award in like categories, so to speak. So mm -hmm. can you kind of tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, absolutely. So we have six different scholarship categories um, or six different scholarships. Uh, the first one is the late Hong scholarship, which is a scholarship that honors my dad who passed away from lung cancer in 2017. Uh, he was a great role model in terms of uh, community first type of guy, right? He walks into a room, great smile and loves bringing people together. So that's a, you know, someone that's close to my heart that we want to continue to honor the legacy of. Um, the other three named scholarships are for Damien and Evan McManus, who are father and sons. Uh, Damien was a coach and a, a referee within our community, like very well known. Um, Evan was one of the kids I used to coach. Um, they unfortunately passed away uh, on a, a hiking trip, um, Evan's senior year. So we want to continue to honor the, the legacy and, and their names within our scholarship. And for Kai Gearhartson, a uh, similar boat. Kai was like a little brother to me. Um, he's a few years younger. These guys were going to play with Spam FC, but un unfortunately, um, their lives were taken too early. So basically, we want to build this platform to kind of continue their legacy and continue to honor their names. And in addition to these four name scholarships, we have the Spam FC STEM scholarship. Um, I was a bio major back in my days in college. I don't do anything in biology or science now, but we also want to provide the opportunity for kids to go into uh, STEM programs and, you know, support them that way as well. And then our last scholarship is the Spam of C scholarship. Um, basically, it's a little more generic uh, in terms of how soccer has impacted life in a positive way, um, a little more general, so people can speak on any different uh, level, different capacity to that. Okay, dope. So... When say say a kid applies, would they be applying for a specific one of those scholarships, or just apply in general, and then wherever they fit in, they could be awarded one of those? Yeah, what we encourage is um, for a kid to select one specific scholarship that's that resonates with them and their story, um, and then what will happen actually in the background is the selection committee will um, will grade them based on the scholarship that they applied for, but. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't fit and it fits some, somewhere else, uh, the team will kind of play with that a little bit to make sure that um, the scholarship will get to the right students. That's good to know. Um, and what are some stories that have really touched you, you know, just from your time, you know, providing these scholarships um, that kind of stand out, but those that you can share, so to speak? Yeah, absolutely. I think one of my favorite, and it resonates with me, is a young lady who... Um, immigrated from Burma. Uh, it's, it's not the same story, but it's very similar to kind of what I've been through, right? You know, her, her people were displaced. They moved to the, the States. She actually never played on a, uh, um, a formal soccer team, so to speak. Soccer was always around her. She always played pickup with the boys, didn't speak English. So like being here, soccer was that platform that allowed her to, to learn, grow, connect and build a community. And to now graduate, graduating college, and then she's you know giving back to her community by being one of the coaches to their their, their programs. So, I, and I love beautiful. these kind of stories because, like, I, I'm I'm pretty sure the last conversation you had, you said that you actually didn't play soccer, right? 
Yeah. Um, like for me, like soccer has impacted my life because I played on an actual team. Um, I played, you know, I watch it obsessively when I was younger, but now I have peers and friends, colleagues that just like are soccer fanatic, even though they never like touch a ball ever in their life. So we all have different spectrum of like how it has impacted our lives. But at the end of the day, soccer is that, that game that unites people. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. Um, I definitely, I definitely see that and feel that, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. like, like you said before, like I haven't, I never played soccer formally. I don't think I've ever even played pickup, like besides kicking the <laughs> ball around in my house with my son. Um, so, but it still has that gravitational pull on me and I still want to affect change through the sport and, mm -hmm. you know, be able to bring more people to the sport. Like, I feel like it's a beautiful game, like as, as they say, um, mm -hmm. and definitely something that, everybody should experience that at some point in their life. So uh, yeah. 100% there. Uh, so what's next for Spam, Spam FC? You know, you have the, the new scholarship fund. Um, when is that due? First of all, yeah. like, when are those applications due? And then, you know, what's next? What's like, what's on the five-year roadmap? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, right now we're really focusing on rolling out our annual scholarship, right? So the application opens on March 1st. Uh, that runs through April 16th. Um, of this year uh, on spamfc.com. And the reason why we have such a, a short window and what we've learned over the last almost decade is that it doesn't matter if we give the students three months, six months, or five weeks. They're going to do it within that time frame. Um, so what we've done is we really try to align it with uh, the high school cadence. So they're already applying for other scholarships, um, counselors and people within their life, within their school communities are supporting them in that way so they can leverage that. Um, and then, you know, make sure they get Spam of C scholarship as part of their uh, collection. So our main focus right now this year is rolling that out and, you know, making sure that we get $30,000 to the right students that um, deserve it, right? Like, uh, I don't know about you, but go, um, during my college experience, man, $1,000 or $2,500 would have been amazing. So, and the beautiful thing about our scholarship too is we don't limit um, how they can spend it, right? Like I think a lot of times, and this is no shade to any, like how other people operate their business, but if you partner with the university, all you can do is that like, you send a scholarship check to the university and then, you know, you can only use it on tuition or textbooks or whatever, but for us, is about impacting the lives in a way that's meaningful uh, from a, a normalcy perspective. So we want you to have a college, a normal college experience. If you know the thousand dollars, you're able to use a little bit of that to help your mom or dad um, pave a little bit of rent. It's your money. We don't care. Like do it that way. Mm -hmm. Or if it goes 100% into textbooks and tuition or your own housing. That's fantastic. So what we want to do is provide that, le that leg up and the support that we can from the soccer perspective and make sure, you know, the students can benefit from it. So that's kind of our focus. And then in June, uh, we're bringing back our scholarship dinner. Uh, basically, it's a huge celebration of our community, right? We usually bring about 150 to maybe 200 people together to have amazing food. Like my family cooks Cambodian food. We got the curry, we got the, uh, the bread, the spring rolls, the egg rolls. And then, um, 
one of our friends, Tony, is uh, Croatian, so his family makes a couple of dishes as well. So for us, it's about a celebration of each other. So that's going to be happening again in June. And then in Minnesota, they have this thing called Gift to the Max Day, which uh, they help raise about $30 million a year to like 10,000 nonprofit organization. And we'll be participating in that again. Um, but that's kind of like our focus this year, right? So the scholarship uh, from January, uh, not January, March 1st to April 16th. And then a couple of the fundraisers that we have in June and in uh, November for the Gift to the Max Day. And then in terms of our five-year plan, uh, for us, like we don't want to change too much. Honestly, the way that SpamFC works is kind of like a mutual aid. Um, every dollar that we raise goes straight back to the students. Um, all the board members, the volunteers, the people that are a part of SpamFC take zero dollars from it. Like this is all volunteer work. We love what we do. We love uh, supporting the, the people with our community. And I'm just so grateful to have to have this conversation with you and to kind of expand our network and hopefully to expand the way that we impact people in a broader network. Yeah, no, 100%. I'm happy to be able to support in any way that I possibly can. I know we've had offline conversations um, about mm -hmm. how how we'll be helping um, in, in another area. So mm -hmm. um, let's jump into... Some rapid fire questions. Let's get let's get into some fun stuff. Um, okay, sounds good, man. <laughs> so I like to ask this question a lot because everybody has kind of like different opinions and different. It's, it's good to see kind of like where people's heads are at in terms of like their favorite players or legends and stuff like that. So if you had to put a five aside team together, um, who would be on your team? It could be people you know, legends, whoever. Like you, you can make a squad Ooh. any way you want. Um, I would do Messi first. Um, Ronaldo from Brazil, um, Roberto Carlos, uh, I need two more. I'm gonna do Van Dyke. Okay. Um, I need a little more defense. Oh, uh, Mbappe, man. Am I, how am I forgetting Mbappe? So those are my five. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Dope, dope, dope. But now um, I'll be the water boy. Hey, <laughs> water boy, coach, whatever, right? Yeah. Let them, let them uh, bring the vibes. Um, so what's on your, so you, you know, you used to play recreationally, what have you. What, what's getting you hyped before the game? What's on your pre-match playlist? Man, my fiance about to laugh at me because she's in the other room. So in high school, I used to listen to Alicia Keys. Um, as an <laughs> athlete, like people, people, like, I was just, uh, so Anthony Edwards is my favorite basketball player right now, next mm -hmm. to LeBron James. Um, he had an interview earlier on GQ and he was like, before games, he'll just listen to Nicki Minaj, like on shuffle. It doesn't matter what song. Uh, people have their own way to like meditate, right? Like Pele used to have like a towel over his head uh, right before the game. I listened, I listened to uh, Alicia Keys. Fallen was the song, man, on repeat, the back of the bus. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's crazy. And that's always a fun thing to ask people because, like, you never get the answers you expect. So it's, yeah. it's always dope to, like, hear what people actually listen to before a game. Um, all right, so that's what you just moved, you moved to New York um, not too long ago. What have been some of your favorite food spots out there? Man, that's an unfair question because I feel like New York has the best food anywhere in the world. Just because you got every culture here, 
Like, mm. if you want Korean food, go to K-Town real quick. Chinatown, like, everything. And the Italian food here is amazing. But I guess, like, my top three spots in New York would probably be... Uh, so there's a place called... Um, man... I'm like afraid to say because my fiance is in the next room. She's like, why are you listening to these? Uh, <laughs> I would say ta- sidewalk tacos for tacos for sure. Um, I would say Lido's in Harlem for uh, like good Italian food. Um, one of my favorite spots where we're actually going to tonight for drinks is uh, Sugar Monk. Like a little mm. speakeasy in Harlem as well. Um Oh, yeah, for Soup Dumpling, Noodle Village in Chinatown. Those are my four. I know you said three, but I got you four. Yeah, nice, nice. I'm taking notes. <laughs> um, and then last question. So where do you want to be personally in five years? <clears throat> so my fiance and I were actually expecting our first child in like eight days. So Congratulations. I think in five years, man, I just want to be a great father, great partner to my family um continue to be a part of spam fc uh continue to grow professionally um at the firm uh that i'm working at or elsewhere we'll see uh but honestly for me i just want to be happy and 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 be able to to do what i do today um you know with the people that i love and the people that support me um yeah that's a great question man I should probably think a little more on that. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, it's a beautiful thing, man. So thanks so much for uh, coming on the show. Really appreciate you taking the time. Love everything that you're doing. Um, and also, real quick before we go, um, list out where people can find Spam FC, where people can find information about the scholarship and all that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> well, first and foremost, man, I just want to thank you for, for having me on here and this is a great platform um in regards to the, the scholarship that we're rolling out remember the date is march 1st until april 16th um, you can apply directly on spamfc.com the application process is super simple um just take the time to write the essay make sure you leverage the people in your life to uh to edit and make sure your story is told everyone has a, a great story right uh take your time and if you have any questions Go to spamfc.com, uh, reach out to us, um, and you know we'll see what the, the questions are. We'll help you along the way. If you need support, we'll support you. Uh, basically, very simple, man. 2.5 GPA, um, letter recommendation, uh, proof of enrollment, proof of transcript, a quick headshot, and a nice essay. Submit on spamfc.com. If you have any questions, uh, feel free to reach out to me. Um, on social media anything like that and I'll be able to to help and support any way I can that's our show for this week subscribe rate and review it helps us get discovered follow us on the socials at the town underscore FC stay up to date on the important news around the club by signing up for our town chronicles newsletter at thetownfc.com and as always tweet us your comments on the show and let us know what you thought peace